Yes. I feel like uh, people give away sometimes what their previous, what their most recent relationships were like in their dating profiles. Yes. When they're like, don't be like this. Like, whatever you do, don't do this. Or whatever their red flags that they're listing, Mm -hmm. it's because their ex did not do or displayed those things. Yeah. Today on the pod, we are talking about lessons in love. One Sunday morning a few springs ago, I went for a drive in the hope that it would distract me. I was sad because a person I'd been casually dating had just returned from being away for a few months, but wasn't making any effort to see me. I'd been dating other people while they were gone, and we were by no means exclusive. But romantic connections can be hard for me to come by and they were still the person I enjoyed talking to and making out with the most. I wasn't happy with this situation, and I wasn't sure what to do about it. I had stopped at an intersection not too far from home, my eyes still glistening from tears I'd shed over the recent developments, or lack of developments, and I saw a couple I know standing at the corner. They are one of those couples that people envy because they are genuinely and gloriously in love. As I looked at them from across the street, they looked at each other, held that look for a few seconds, and then kissed. I burst into tears. In that moment, I could no longer deny what my heart had been trying to tell me, but my head had been trying to ignore. I want that. And that was not the relationship I currently had. It took that look and that kiss for me to know it with certainty. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I know. Are you are you um are you blushing a little? Uh, a little, yeah. yeah. So, um, <laughs> listeners may not realize, but the couple that I was witnessing at this corner being so adorable and cute was uh, Lauren and Dev, <laughs> and that was. Uh, this was the backstory to, like, this was before I invited you two to that backyard party that I referenced in an earlier podcast, because I was just kind of like, what's their deal? I like them. Like, I like their vibe. I like them. They just seem like, you know, just lovely people. And so, but yeah, that was a moment. I think I told you to that when, when you were at that party I th- that night, I think I, I pulled you over and I was like, just so you know, like, this was something that meant something to me when I, when I saw you two. It was, yeah, and I remember, like, when Dev and I were going home after that, it was like, wow, that, like, it just, like, felt so good to be seen by you in that way that you even shared, like, the intimacy between us as friends, I think, grew from that mm. because it was like you were you were sharing something that was actually, like, you know, more more personal to you probably than that moment even was to Dev and I. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> that was just a, another kiss on any old day, but for me it was like... It was a, it was a moment where I realized something about what I wanted mm-hmm. that previously I was kind of you know compromising mm-hmm. around. Yeah, basically, it's um, it's super cheesy, but we talk about kind of having these little light posts of keep going, like kind of lighting our our path. And you telling us that story was one of the earlier ones that were like. 
oh, I don't know, it just like felt very affirming. And, you know, there is um, this one older woman who we were just sitting outside a coffee shop and she's like, I just had to come over and stop and say, you two look so cute together. And whenever that happens, That's I know it's amazing. corny, but I always just blush. Think, it just feels good. Yeah. I think you told me after that too that it was, how did you say, it said something like, it's nice to know that people see it the way we experience it, basically. Mm-hmm. Like it, yeah. it felt a, like a transparent moment that it was like, okay, it's as obvious to everyone else as it is to the totally. way we feel it. Yeah, yeah, because I think you can feel like something is new or exciting or like all-consuming or what whatever it is, and then you're just like, wait, is it just me? And then so when other people see it too, you're like, oh. Hey. Yeah. That's so cute. I love that. You two are the best. Oh, I feel feel super, super lucky. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I should be asking you all the questions for lessons in love. I mean, the lessons I've learned are all from mistakes, but I think, I think you've, I mean, not all from mistakes or probably the vast majority are from mistakes. Um, but I feel like you, you've been able to practice those good things mm-hmm. you know what I mean like you've been able to put into practice those lessons that you probably learned in the past I mean you're probably still learning some oh always yeah yeah I think um relationships kind of you get into them and they can be like mirrors and different things oh, yeah. will come up I think being in in a relationship you can learn so much more about yourself and like what triggers come up what insecurities what sensitivities and it asks, it actually asks you more mm-hmm. to tune into yourself and who you are and what's important and like how you're going to show up. Yeah, yeah, you can heal. You can only heal so much on your own. But mm-hmm. I think that final piece is healing in relationship to other people, too, because like you said, that's when the triggers come up. You can be super stable in mm-hmm. yourself and on your own. Oh, yeah. But then when it's that romantic dynamic, typically, I mean, in friendships, sometimes you can, you know, you can be triggered as well, but mm-hmm. or activated or whatever word, um, you know, whatever word feels yeah. the most appropriate. But it's in those romantic relationships, especially when mm-hmm. you are, like you said, you're challenged to face those insecurities or those feelings that bubble up that are really about something else from yep. the past. <laughs> and... uh and yeah, like you said, it's a mirror. And that's really, that's like maybe my biggest metaphor for relationships is that they're mirrors. And that's because it was after. Um, Wait, do you want to explain a little bit when we're saying like what that means for, for the listeners or like how we interpret it? As mirrors? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I just feel like there are moments when you can see yourself more clearly and learn about yourself. Like it was after, it was during a breakup that I realized I was a people pleaser because I was mm-hmm. doing exactly that. I was reflecting and it's like, wait a second. What was I doing? What was she doing? And just literally kind of this comparison in a way, yeah. but in a healthy way, because it was like, wait, they they did this and then I felt this way. Why was that? You know, and um, and not even in romantic ones, too, but even with my daughter, like, yeah, she's just literally a little mirror, like from the beginning, you know, so if tendencies come up, have come up with her, you're like, wait a second. Do I do that? Is that why she's doing that? Like, am I a perfectionist? Because yeah. she's a perfectionist. Like, because I see it in her. She had to learn it somewhere, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mirrors are just like, we just learn so much. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off on that. Uh, no, I don't. What the, do you mean? You were going to do a, talk about a specific example, I think, with the mirror. With dating. Oh, God. Okay. Shoot. I, like, I, how I much time do you this. have? No. How much time do you have? Um, I don't remember what I was going to say. 
Well, when you were saying about relationships too, I was thinking about, this is something my grandfather told me and it was, I'm applying it to relationships, but it was about jobs because I think I was complaining about some some early job I had at like a bakery and I was uh, smelled like baked goods and whatever. I mean, there's worse things to smell like. So <laughs> it's true. I do. I do love donuts. I would love to smell like a fresh <laughs> loaf of bread every day. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he was telling me how well your summer jobs and early jobs. It's like it's those are the perfect you know uh, ground to figure out what you don't want to do. Mm. And I kind of feel like relationships are that too. And uh, it's like. You you learn what works for you, what your non-negotiables are, yeah. where, how you want to show up, what's important in a partner. And I remember in like my early, my, my, my early loves and it was it like I'd get out of a relationship and I'd be like, okay, well, I'm never doing that again right. or I really liked this aspect of it. But then I was, it was kind of like a pendulum swung. Yes. And so it's like if one relationship maybe was a bit more controlling than I liked, and then you swing to a relationship where you're like, hey, pay, pay attention to me. Um, yes. I'm over here. Could you, could you like be a little more involved? Yeah, we overcorrect sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so I feel like the, the lessons I've learned has been kind of balancing that, kind of coming to this center um, point. Yeah. Yeah, rather than going from extreme to extreme. Yes. I feel like uh, people give away sometimes what their previous what their most recent relationships were like in their dating profiles yes when they're like don't be like this like whatever you do don't do this or whatever their red flags that they're listing Mm -hmm. it's because their ex didn't or displayed those things yeah or their new hard and fast non-negotiables yes Yes, exactly (laughs) but you're right that can be that can be a, a kind of well an unhelpful overcorrection because then you're losing that balance when really that's probably the healthier route yeah is that in between somewhere yeah oh i think too with like lessons in love like i know we've talked like obviously talked about romantic but um i think it's important too that there's uh romantic love doesn't necessarily have to mean partnership i love that you talked about your daughter and i think in our in our friendships it's it's important too and that there can be love there being partnered isn't just the like pinnacle of it all I, yeah, that was um that was one thing I wanted to bring up too was this n- notion of I think one mistake I've made is mm. making too much of a distinction almost between those two things between romantic love or platonic love and mm. and almost having platonic love have a lesser value or maybe the opposite more that the romantic one has had a greater value. Mm. It shouldn't be that way. No. Like I mean it's not exactly the same because there is a level of intimacy in the romantic relationship that yeah. there isn't in the friendship. But, but it's a, it's still there's a different kind of intimacy in the friendship yeah. and the platonic love. Like and more yeah. sometimes too. You can yeah. like go to like oh my gosh, I think about when you start dating someone. You know, you go to your friends and you're yeah. telling them and workshopping things and like they have been there with you through often multiple relationships and like yeah different phases of your life and all of that yeah like they can even be longer term and all sorts of things yeah Yeah, I have a great friend who um who lives nearby who I've known since grade two oh my gosh that's amazing yeah (laughs) and it is it's remarkable because we have we have known each other throughout different phases we've lived in different parts of the world but still Mm -hmm. like maybe had some time where we're not close but then we always kind of find each other again and uh and yeah it is a because there's a lay there's a history there that 
that leads to an intimacy that mm-hmm. you don't have in a fresh romantic relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what, wait, I've got a question for you. What would that friend say was like an early, like a big lesson for you to learn and love? Well, so we're really opposite. Okay. In some ways, like doing a podcast, sharing, writing, mm-hmm. the level of kind of intimacy that I share about myself mm-hmm. would mortify her. She would never do that. And she's like, how do you do that? So it's kind of interesting in that way that there's this dynamic where she could never imagine doing what I do. Mm-hmm. I don't know what she would say my early lessons are. I mean, I just know I have a huge list. I have a huge list of of things. Um, sharing too much too soon or like getting, you know, like jumping in too fast. Yeah. I mean, not in a technical U-Haul term, but in an emotional way. Yeah. An emotional U-Haul, right? Bad though, because I mean, it's like you're sharing yourself and... I don't know, that's how we can figure it out? Or is it just because then you share too much and then get hurt? Or what's the... So I think there is a danger there. I mean, I think it's healthy to share. Like you said, it's how you know you build intimacy. Mm-hmm. But it's like sometimes we can share too much too fast. At least I'm speaking for myself here. Because there's like a subconscious thing going on where you kind of want to short track the relationship. Mm. You want to speed it up. You want to get to a level of intimacy sooner Mm. and faster than is natural or probably healthy. Fair, yeah. You know, like you want to skip a bunch of steps to get to this place where you know each other. Mm -hmm. But it's not real. Yeah. Like you haven't been through all the stuff. You haven't experienced each other in different ways and over time yet. So Mm -hmm. you can't actually skip those steps, right? And then it can also leave you feeling more hurt or more vulnerable. You kind of open yourself up too much too soon. So then you can feel extra hurt if it doesn't go the way you hoped or if they don't reciprocate in in a way. Uh, I think it was Brene Brown that was talking about vulnerability. We should probably just do an episode on vulnerability at some point. (laughs) Where it's like this idea that it should come in little steps. Mm -hmm. Like you're a little vulnerable and then if they can reciprocate, then you feel then there's some trust there. But like just sharing, sharing without the trust, then it's kind of... Does that kind of like uh, correlate with like love bombing? It's like you're you're trying to find this connection by... Um, I know, okay, big spoiler. Uh, this actually isn't a spoiler, but um, big Bachelor and reality TV fan oh, yeah. over here. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's like you watch that show and it's like, okay, they've got a, they've got a date. They have to share some trauma about mm-hmm. their life so that they can build this false sense of intimacy and yes. connection. And then you wonder why they fizzle out so fast or like it's like it's like the flame burns bright, but then it extinguishes. Yeah, or you also see, especially in these reality shows, there's like, then they're so shaky immediately after because they've they've shared so much so fast. And then when they get to the level where they're like, okay, now you're back with the ex for a bit. And we'll see if you're going to get back. So suddenly that person in that new bond is freaking out yes. because it's triggered their attachment yes. style. And they're like, oh, no, I shared so much. And now this feels... My chest is open. Yeah, right? <laughs> and so it it definitely preys on vulnerability mm-hmm. and encourages it because yeah. obviously you do need it to get close, but you can't yeah. fast track it that way. Okay. So knowing that, how do you approach dating relationships and do you have rules for yourself or what do you what's your what's your vibe I mean sometimes I mean I'm obviously not afraid to share yeah 
but I guess I'm a little weary of when it's too much too soon Mm -hmm. because I've definitely been trauma dumped on Mm -hmm. on a first date or something. And that is clearly that's clearly a wound or like that's too much, you know, and And that's not they don't know me. mm -hmm. How do they know that they can trust me with that? Yeah. I mean. They they can they absolutely can I know but how they how do they know that <laughs> they do, you know what I mean so yeah. so kind of that that's a, something I'll look for and then I think I just it depends who it is if if I've known them for a while and if I feel like I can share but I think I I'm more aware of it being like a bit of a give and take where it's yeah. like see see where they're at mm-hmm. and then I share accordingly or I share and to see see if they share but you know I don't go into the I try not to go into the deep stuff on like mm-hmm. a first date because that feels like too much. I think there too, there can be, I mean, us queers, we've got lots of trauma. And mm-hmm. so there's like that connection and it, it, it can be a very uh, fast track yeah. for sure to bond to someone. But I think I think you're right to kind of take it slow. And- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because too much too soon can, like you said, can burn yeah. bright and fast and then burn out or it can just be an unhealthy connection yeah ultimately have have you noticed i mean obviously you shared that you were married before this to a man mm-hmm. and any any differences or lessons between going from dating men to dating women in like i just i don't know maybe maybe i'm generalizing but i just feel like in queer relationships th- there are so many more feelings and oh, emotion yeah. and all of that too so i think that also makes it you know more susceptible to kind of just here you go yeah I think you're right I think it's there's not that expectation of sharing when it's yeah honestly I can't even remember dating men anymore it feels like (laughs) didn't mean to bring that up it's like who did that me (laughs) uh different lives yeah honestly it feels like a whole other life but yeah I don't think there was that expectation at all yeah I think especially you know in queer dating you could on every on every first date be like when did you come out and and that's like a oh. that's a deep story you can go to straight so, away so many like you know i was on the apps i did the thing and uh i remember it was like there was the first dates were kind of formulaic yeah it's like okay when did you come out uh, do what your sign parent- are you yeah what's what sign are you <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah the story. we're gonna have to do a full astrology yeah. uh episode <laughs> so i don't know how deep you want to go here I'm I'm ready. But this notion of falling for someone's potential, mm-hmm. like this is kind of a an attachment woundy kind of thing or okay. like an a little a little inner inner child kind of thing where if a parent wasn't present emotionally sure. or wasn't, you know, kind of the parent you had hoped. It's like you get so excited about what someone could be. Yes, and you overlook the fact that they're not that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is a lesson I've I've learned a couple times over, which is also sometimes what happens with lessons. You're just like, you think you've learned it, mm-hmm. and then you know a time goes by, and then suddenly you're like, wait a second, I just learned that again. I thought I I thought I wasn't learning that one anymore. I think that also maybe goes along with realizing that you need to find someone that you love for who they are and not 
like with any hopes of changing anyone because mm -hmm. that's another I think really common thing where people hold on to that hope that well if I just oh and I I mean this is also in a lot of reality shows like the ultimatum yeah for example I love how we're going right into reality shows but here for it that is fundamentally about someone saying I want them to be someone else and if they can't be that person then we're breaking up yeah like literally it's like mm -hmm. here's your mold you need to fit into it and if you don't we're done because i've i've been trying for years to put you into that mold and you just won't go into it <laughs> oh my gosh dev shared this really cool quote with me early on and we were both very clearly like just falling hard yeah for the people we were but i think what has been important to us is it's like okay, I love you now mm -hmm. and I'm going to love all the many versions of you, Yeah, but I'm not attached to what those versions are. Right. And I hope we evolve and grow in in similar ways, mm -hmm. but we both recognize that we can't, we can't control that. No. We can't control where it goes. I wish I could find it. It's like a thousand. Oh my God. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> yeah, but something, the idea of like, knowing that there's going to be different iterations mm -hmm. of that person and being open to where that goes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, but fundamentally there's a core that, a, like, you know, there's a core thing, many things about each other that you love. Yes. And, and the so further you, yeah. you get along, you've got this foundation. You have this foundation that you've built upon. And so you can, it, it feels safe mm -hmm. to go on all these other side quests and yeah. whatever else, because you can always come back to that base yeah. or that home or that. And you feel supported in that and safe to do that. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been in a relationship where you've held on too tight to it? Ooh. Definitely early early on. Yeah. Um, oh, man, my, fir my first love, it was like one of those on again, off mm. again. and Same. Tale as old as time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like I, I kind of did that fast tracking of like, oh, but like I could see our whole lives played out together. And then so I ended up, I think, holding on to this idea of what we were and what we could be mm -hmm. and then actually just missed the ways what we were. What you actually were. What we actually <laughs> yeah. were and the yeah. ways we, you know, you know, weren't actually going to be the best partner so that each other could be their full, yeah. realized, beautiful selves. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a tough one. Yeah. And I think... That that relationship culminated in that was a, a doozy of a breakup. Uh, maybe a story for yeah <laughs> for, another for another time. time. Yeah, breakups. But, We're gonna do a but breakups I think episode because I was holding on so tight. Then it was like I almost pushed it so that it had to end spectacularly because yes. I wasn't going to let go. Yeah, and so that was the like I, looking back on it now. I'm like I don't wish what happened in our relationship to happen to to us or anyone. We weren't gonna let it go, mm -hmm. and There's so no other we had to break it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it had to be broken. Yeah, yeah. What did that remind me of? Oh, another thing that came to mind here is that I've tried to like repackage my love at mm. times. Like, what do you mean? Like make it make it smaller, make it less intimidating, make it less. It's almost like uh, it's been that vibe where like it's bite size. Kind of, yeah. Like you're, you don't want like you're approaching a squirrel. You don't want to scare them away. Uh huh. So you're like, it look, it's just, it's just tiny little seeds. They're not, they're not scary. I'm not scary. So this kind of, um, this kind of attempt to repackage it is specifically in this one relationship where, I mean, I don't know 
what she thinks about her attachment styles now. But at the time, it definitely felt like a, an, a kind of avoidant pulling away. Mm. And so then I was like, well, like, what if my love looks like this instead? Like, is that oh, less yeah. scary for you? Or maybe it could look like this, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like trying yeah. to be like, I swear it's not scary. Like yeah. I'll make it smaller if I need to for you, you know? But then also just shape shifting yourself yeah. and like not showing up as you. Yeah. Whereas I think one of the big lessons is I've found is like, oh, I can show up as a hundred percent me. Mm-hmm. And that is, that's the right one. Mm-hmm. And then, and then when someone sees you as you because that's how you're showing up and then they you know that's the like that's the best kind of love to get back it's like holy Mm -hmm. (laughs) so one one thought that i don't know might be controversial i don't know so you'll hear a lot of experts say or dating advice and people say you Mm -hmm. know you're never too much or like this idea that for the right person you won't you won't be too much, mm-hmm. you know. But I I have learned that there probably have been times that I've kind of been too much. Mm. Like in the sense that, for example, one thing I've I've learned over time is is how to respond to someone rather than react. Mm. Because sometimes like it's not it's not that person's doing mm-hmm. that you feel a certain way. You're being activated for some other some wound of yours. Yeah. Well, I think there's a difference, though. I mean, we all can become dysregulated Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. like show up in ways that don't feel congruent to how we would like to show up. But I think there's there's a difference between approaching a situation and being like, oh, this is just me and like take it or leave it versus, oh, I I feel this way, but I know my partner doesn't respond well to this and Mm -hmm. so if we communicate in this certain way maybe we'll get further yeah like I don't think you have to unabashedly come in with like here I am I think it's subtler to that and showing love for other people is like recognizing who they are Mm. and then knowing who you are and then you meet and it's it's a conversation yeah yeah and rather than I think what another mistake we can make in that is assuming that the other I think the best or the healthiest route is to assume that that person had the best of intentions. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't, you can't assume ill intent. Mm-hmm. They didn't probably intend to, you know, trigger you in that way or, or whatnot. Well, and we can't always show up perfectly to every situation. Yeah. I mean, with the right person, you can have that conversation. That, I think that's, that, that's, that's what it comes yeah. down to. And you can, and you have the safety to not get it right all the time. Yes. And to like, yeah, to, to kind of, you know, miss miss the mark. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, Devin and I, we've ha- had arguments about the silliest of things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's like, okay. What happened what, there? <laughs> what, yeah. How did we get here? Yeah. But we know that we both deeply, deeply care about the other. We're not trying to hurt them. Yeah. But sometimes, I mean, I'm stubborn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're Taurus, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there Taurus. you go. Yeah. No, that's the thing. It's like you have to understand that you're going to trigger each other. Yes. But you have to both be committed to healing within that relationship and, and mm-hmm. being aware that the other person is has wounds too. Yeah. And then the job is to repair that. Yeah. Honestly, Repairing is so important to me. Mm-hmm. And I think I've learned a lot about repair with uh, being a mom. Yeah. Because there's times when 
I just know because as a kid, like, you know, we make up stories, right? Everything when you're a kid, everything is your fault. Yeah. You know, parents did this, your fault. Parents broke up, your fault. Yeah. Mom's mad, your fault. Like you just internalize. It's kind of a natural thing mm -hmm. for the most part to make that part of your narrative. Yeah. And so just being aware of that and aware of the ways I did that. Like, even if I'm just grumpy with my daughter, then afterwards, I'm like, wasn't your fault. I'm tired. I'm grumpy. You didn't do anything. You know, like even the little things, yeah. because I just don't want that to become a part of her narrative. And it's also teaching her to be responsible for her own emotions where it's like, OK, you didn't do that to me. Yeah. You didn't make me grumpy. This was my own thing going. Yeah. And I think as we get more comfortable in relationships, we end up doing that more because they're like, oh, we know they can handle it. True. <laughs> right. And it's like, yeah, it's like, you know, sometimes we're the worst to the people we love the most. Yeah. And it's like, well, we don't want that. Any, any key takeaways for our lessons in love? I mean, keep learning. We're, we're flawed. Keep learning. The gift, the, the <laughs> gifts and lessons are there. You just might not see them yet. Right. It's like the tears have to dry. Sometimes time has to go by until you can see it a little more clearly than you could from when you were actually in it. Dear Queer. This has been another episode of Dear Queer. Just a reminder, we are not actually experts. Any advice given should actually come from our experts who we will bring in from time to time. Music brought to you by Sean Patrick Brennan, produced by myself, Lauren Hogarth, and your host, as always, Elena Papianis. <laughs> I'm getting that.